0: I got a hot one for you. It's May of 2019. Arturo O'Farrell is in the studio with me. I spent years trying to put this one together and finally did. Didn't decide till the very last minute who we were going to talk about. Um, he was on the fence between Olivier Messian and Steely Dan. We went with Steely Dan. we got to come back and do part two, Arturo, if you're listening. And if you're not, somebody tell Arturo. Okay, so this is part three. Of three, and we had a ripping good time doing this. I hope you enjoy it just as much. I'm your host, Mitch Goldman. Here's part three of three it's deep focus.
1: It's all to
0: my brothers good night I, no joke, all, uh, we could be a little snide ourselves once in a while. No. (laughs) No,
1: I am from California. (laughs) Everything is beautiful.
0: (laughs) But, uh, no kidding, these guys tore that place up. I mean, that was, that's a, that was a barn burner. That crowd, those people, they don't want to go home.
1: Yeah, and you know what, and it's funny because... It is not British. I'm sorry. It's it's funny because it's not British music. It's not British rock. It's very traditional American rock. And it's very traditional American rock with overtones of country and blues. And uh, I don't think anything, anything, even remotely, in fact, I will go so far as to say, and I'm sure some rock uh, historian will come up with the uh, antidote for what I'm about to say, but I am pretty sure there's nothing in the annals of british rock that resemble that
0: well you know it's funny let me back out for a moment and say because people do tune believe it or not people tune out sometimes but people also tune in so it's okay i know i can't believe it i thought i was riveting (laughs) (laughs) i know i know i know and we can see you by the way we can see you through the radio you don't think we can but we can and uh you're listening to wkcr i'm mitch goldman i have the abundant pleasure of being here in the studio with Arturo O'Farrell and he selected Steely Dan and sure enough new glimmers and uh glows and uh are are reveal themselves under his (laughs) listening and i'm i'm hearing all kinds of new stuff from this band that i love for many years and uh yes 1974 rainbow theater in london um, so that's kind of where we are. And, you know, it's that's an interesting thing. And you get to travel around the world. You see this. There are artists whose work seems to transcend barriers. And other artists, no lesser or greater, who, for whatever reason, maybe reasons we might imagine we might know, uh, it doesn't go beyond... Of the country or or part of the country, and the same thing coming back the other way too.
1: Yeah, no, I've, I've 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 had the privilege of touring with Harry Belafonte all over the world, and one would imagine that that uh, that was a uniquely American or traditional experience. But we could travel all over the world to Harry, and uh, people knew who he was and knew his repertoire. And then as a matter of fact, it's really funny because we we did a concert in Shanghai with the Afro Latin Jazz Orchestra. In the early years of the Afro-Latin jazz works, and I wondered who in in Shanghai is going to have any. Turns out that Shanghai was a mambo center for mambo in the in the Far East. And, wow! Yeah, and there were people um, who came to the concert who came dressed in their finery and danced mambo and sang along with songs and stuff. And um, culture is fluid. Culture doesn't. Uh, culture does not uh, pertain to one person or one geographical locality. Um, you know, uh, great. One of the first great uh, reggae shows I ever saw was in London. Of course, that makes sense. too. That fits. Yeah. But. Um,
0: what was that? I'm curious.
1: Ubu, Forty uh, was that the name of? It? Oh,
0: Ubu Forty. Ubu Forty. Yeah, yeah. Ubu Forty. Yeah, big British act. Yeah. Um,
1: and uh, I think culture doesn't really. The culture culture doesn't really contain itself. I mean, to see Chinese people dancing mambo and uh, Iraqi musicians jamming with Mexican Veracruz musicians and to see... um, We did a ridiculous project in February uh, that has been years in the making. Um, I met with... uh, I read a book by a man named Med Sublet who wrote Cuba and its music and it spends about a, a good first third of the book arguing for the uh, Middle Eastern roots of Afro-Cuban music. And um, so I went to... Very
0: interesting man yeah. and a, a true deep dive of the a culture. Deep, yeah, he
1: knows He knows more about music. He's forgotten more about music today than I think I'll ever know. And, and um,
0: passionate about Cuba.
1: And passionate about humanity. I, yeah. I find that his love for Cuba comes from his love for humanity. But he, he, you know, so I went to... Uh, Kuwait and uh, and Abu Dhabi and met with uh, local musicians, traditional pearl diving percussion musicians, and and we decided to put on this great concert in uh, in Abu Dhabi uh, with the Afro Latin Jazz Orchestra and uh, an oudist from Fajira, uh percussion ensemble from Kuwait. Uh, trumpet player, a born trumpet player and a singer from Morocco and uh and uh we did a concert called the Middle Eastern Roots of Afro Cuban jazz and wow there was a moment when we were rehearsing <clears throat> excuse me. There was a moment we were rehearsing and the um the percussionist in the Afro Latin jazz orchestra started jamming with the Kuwaiti percussionists, and out came some frame drums that mm. they were all playing, and they started playing a rhythm that sounded like Puerto Rican bomba. Wow. And so, uh, you know, uh, you, you saw these uh, uh, Puerto Rican Cuban percussionists just recognize their homeland in the hands of people thousands of miles and thousands of years away. And and I thought that was such a lovely example of exactly what you know, what I mean when I say that culture is fluid. Um Steely Dan can go to Europe where there's to London where there's 5 days of sunshine, <laughs> right? You know, and come from a place where there's 360 days of sunshine, and yet the roots and and the the fluidity of the the experience is is, is immediate. And, and as you saw, long-lasting, the audience refused to give up because they were having such a great time. A lot of that has to do with the great, and I believe this a lot of that has to do with the great musicianship, too, of Steely Dan, the great guitar playing of Steely yeah, Dan. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah,
0: I mean, if nothing else, even if you don't get those words, you're going to get so much of the, the vibe and the tude and everything from the way these guys are interacting with each other.
1: Yeah, I don't think they, I don't think the cultural reference is the words at all, but it's the rock and roll. Yeah, it's that con- connection to 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 playing. It's a connection to having that communal experience of playing in a rock band. Um, that's universal.
0: You are listening to WKCR. I'm Mitch Goldman, and Arturo O'Farrell is our guest. ArturoO'Farrell dot com, Afro Latin jazz.org jazz. dot org. <laughs> And uh, so, Arturo, there's 19 minutes left in the show. Are we done? So can I bore you? Have I bored you already? Teacher, can we have class outside today? <laughs> no, no, we're ready to start the second half of the show in these last 19. minutes. We're gonna minutes. go
1: for another six hours. <laughs> no, I don't I think don't... we can. Well, can, but... I, can I relate how you blew my mind today?
0: Um is that something I can say? I, I I'm I don't think I
1: can stop you.
0: I, uh, I, I had, it's, and it's it's something that resonates through the musical core and history of New I York, just so. I
1: just this this was a mind-blowing evening for me for many reasons for me, first of all for meeting you are an incredibly gracious and wonderful host. Um, but also because a childhood friend of mine that I loved uh, very much named Hayward Peel was someone that I played with a lot. And uh, we had a band called The Untouchables, later a band called The Afroholics. He was, he
0: was an incredible bass player, and he was one of those. And I say this, I knew him far less well than you did. But even as tangentially as I knew him, he was an incredibly bright light, a very dynamic person. Who He like was a, in
1: command of every room he walked in. And he was one of those people who didn't read a single note but he would sit with his... A bassist, by the way. Yeah, we bassist, didn't say, yeah. bassist, bassist, left-hand bassist, bassist who played his bassist, Fender jazz bass upside down. And uh, he didn't read a single note of music. But he would make these incredible, elaborate compositions and arrangements by teaching each person in the band their part. He would look at the piano player and go, I want you to go... And then he'd turn to the guitar player and go, I want you to go... And he would, see, he would, he would like teach you this until you got it right. And then he'd put the two parts together. There was not a note written, there was no score paper, there was no notation computer, nothing this was all in his head and he would make these elaborate things these elaborate genius level compositions extended compositions um and they were beautiful modern works of art and um he disappeared kind of and kind of didn't realize uh quite uh all the potential he had but then you told me today that, that, they had, that he was the, he is was the father of Jordan Peel
0: that is what I've gathered. Yeah, which uh, who's uh Jordan Peele? I, if if you don't know, you should. One of the bright lights of the culture these days, that's right. and um, starting as a comic, comedic actor, and emerging as a total cultural force, director, and beyond, yeah. Yeah. and um, really kind of an inspiration for a lot of a lot of us coming along now. And yeah, to imagine that that's that that whatever it was that Hayward Peel got the ball rolling with.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and it also blew my mind because it also reminds me that whatever you think you are, whatever you think you're doing, whatever you think your situation is, you better know that it's going to change radically. And you better know that whatever creation you've created for yourself and your definition of yourself for now, it may turn out differently you may actually end up doing a completely different thing and ending up leaving a completely different legacy and a completely different trajectory for people to follow. And, um, and, and so it's good to meet and re-meet people in your life who you've lost remembrance of. Yeah, And in a way, the thing that, that you did for me tonight was just remind me that Hayward Beale was such a, a shining light. in in our lives, and he was the leader of so many of my group of high school friends, and regardless of where we ended up, some of us made, some of us didn't, some of us created worlds, some of us didn't, that that we all shared in common this leader.
0: Uh, If any of our listeners are in touch with Jordan Peele, I don't know if he, I'm sure he hasn't heard what you, Arturo O'Farrell, have to say. Um, If he does want to hear it, he should reach out. And yeah, I'm sure you'd uh, be happy father, to tell. Yeah. It's um really stunning story of very story of New York at that particular period of time. But um
1: it was pre it was pre um jazz education. There was no uh jazz arts program at Manhattan or Juilliard or any of these there were two jazz programs in 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 uh, in the United States one was North Texas and the other one was UMass yeah and uh, so the way you learned that music was by listening to it and going out and playing it it wasn't handed to you it uh, wasn't injected into you and wasn't doled out and so people like Hayward were really interesting to me because they were creating their education even as the and I was a learned musician I was already reading and playing and studied and blah blah blah
0: there was a vibe that he was going to be the guy.
1: Well, he was going to be the guy. But society, I think, wasn't quite up to that level. Society was ready to relegate him to what it had, a definition for him. Um, you know, I don't know. It's a different different era now, you know. But um, that was a very special thing, it's, you know, just learning about that and just talking about this, uh, yeah, and listen, the interesting thing is that um, some people probably listening to this show are going, I, I don't get it. Arturo Farrell, <laughs> they are definitely S- Steely are. Dan.
0: I'll tell you for a fact that they are because some of them have been
1: calling. <laughs> They're like, why, why aren't you talking about Machito? Why aren't you talking about Tito Puente or Chico Farrell? Because 99 out of the 100 times I've been in this room is to talk about. That legacy and the way I carry it, but the beautiful thing again—we were talking about this as well—is it's like discovering uh, uh, something different about somebody that uh, that you're interested in. You know that we don't. We that it's a multifaceted kind of uh, personality that everyone has. And uh, and then if I were going to uh, kind of encapsulate it, Steely Dan uh, captured uh, my. Social setting, my socioeconomic setting, and the, the, the world that I inhabited when I first came to the United States. And that's a very important part of what guides what I do now as an Afro Latin jazz musician. Mm-hmm. As I told you earlier, I stole freely <laughs> from stealing down in all of my writing.
0: It's a good, it's a great place to start, man. And it's a <laughs> deep well. So now what do we do? Should we play a little bit? There's this, this other entirely different. Stream of music that you were. Should we give him a little tease? Let's give him a little part tease. Two? Give Let's him a little, give tease. a little tease. Okay. All right. So what? Who is this other very similar artist to uh, Steely Dan that you were going to choose? Another. I think he was heavily influenced by them as well. I think. This yes. Other guy.
1: I think that uh, Olivier Messiaen pre uh, pre he sensed the coming of Steely Dan. Yes. And uh, as in, as as the organist for Notre Dame and the composer, and he understood the meaning of uh, of different worlds converging. One thing I love about uh, Steely Dan that I will liken to Olivier Messiaen. Is the multiplicity of of techniques and textures? Mm-hmm. If you listen to Olivier Messiaen's music and you read his book on theory, you will see him draw on any number of sources from which to derive inspiration: birds, mystical, mysticism, uh, mathematical uh, computations, and he works this somehow into his theory books. He works into his theory books the idea that there's a parallel rhythms uh retrograde rhythms that he bases his compositions on so many principles and it reminds me a lot of what steely dan did and they use a little hillbilly music a little uh eventually they're writing music that wayne shorter uh playing on so and and like all the great artists that i love they they, they they're, they're not locked down to a definition of themselves. So this is kind of the great big Arturo aesthetic. You don't have to live in a little dot. You don't have to be a jazz musician. You don't have to be a classical musician. You don't have to be this. You don't have to be that. You can actually live on the continuum. You can actually see the line that stretches from Albert Eyler to Mozart, from Mozart to, uh, you know, the Mighty Diamonds. If you choose to, you can actually look and see the, the, the span is the definition, not the destination. If you look, you can see that the journey from one thing to the next is the most important part of your growth as a human being. And if you see the connection between these artists and the great legacies, they you might actually see the connection between human beings who are different from you who don't resemble you, who may not have your skin tone, who may not come from your socioeconomic or social standing or setting. And if you do that, there's actually a chance you might not not be so reticent to put, all, put away things or, or put down things you don't understand just because you don't understand them or because you can't do them. And you might open yourself up to experiences that will enlarge you as a human being.
0: Listeners, if you like the music that I play week to week here... You want to follow what Arturo O'Farrell's doing, and he's, this man is an antenna. You are constantly pulling in vibrations from around the world and beyond and generously sharing them with your audience. It's a magnificent thing what you are doing, your life, your work, and uh, I want to encourage everybody to find Pianitis on uh, the socials, P-I-A-N-I-T-I-S. Instagram. On Instagram and come to ArturoOFarrell.com and to AfroLatinJazz.org and um, come check him out When he, if you're in New York or when he, he'll be coming to a town near you soon, yeah, soon. Without a doubt. And you don't want to miss it.